My name is DJ Bovril. My name is MC Meat Pie. Yes, in our view of the world of football, these two things are very current references. <laughs> yes, it was a toss-up between calling myself MC Meat Pie and calling myself MC Flat Cap. Mm, good. <laughs> <laughs> this is how current my right. understanding of football is. Uh, because both of us are extremely outside of our comfort zones in this uh, territory, we are being fashionably late with a show entitled... All Over the World Cup! <laughs> or the World Cup is all over. <laughs> Welcome, gentlemen hooligans, to an evening of football. Football? And footballing. Mm, whatever that is. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, we are attempting... It's a game, game of two halves. <laughs> At the end of the day, <laughs> something, something about football. At the end of the day, we hope you enjoy the show, dear listener. Yes, we are attempted to pack a show with football-related tunes, but we've been floundering a little bit because neither of us are experts in the field. But hopefully you'll bear with us. In amongst all of the uh, knocking about, kicking about tracks, we do, of course, have MC Meat Pie and his unnecessary news. That's right. This week, a woman's friend's father's subdural hematoma disappeared. <laughs> huh? How about that? As a result of listening to Project Moonbase. We heal. <laughs> We, we are a, heal, a healing presence. Our mystical gaze <laughs> will heal you and your giblets. <laughs> For the first track on this week's show, we're going back to 1973 and a track from a you can get on the wonderful label Dutton Vocalion. <laughs> oh, I've never heard of those before. No, we never play stuff on that, do we? This is from the two-volume collection of uh, Ray Martin's favourite TV themes. For this particular show, we're going to play his version of The World at Their Feet, which was used as the theme to European football.
Diodato there with a track called Soccer Game from the album Skyscrapers. Yumia Diodato there, a Brazilian, which is apt. Yes. They love football, don't they? They do. They're quite good at it as well, I yeah. understand. I'm, I'm not really sure. He's perhaps more famous for his jazz reimaginings of the 2001 themes, which is, that's a pretty mm. great album, isn't it? It is, yes. This is good as well. Yes. He's all over the place with he- his kind of jazz stylings. <laughs> and he's got a great big head of hair as well. He has. He? He's got a magnificent. A, at one stage, certainly had a nice big bouffant. <laughs> it's taut, the music. It is quite taut and wiry, yes. I think he's a bit of a stickler. Reading yes. the liner notes on that particular mm. album, he seems like, I was unsatisfied with the brass playing. That's terrible. I replaced it at my own expense. Mm. A little bit furious, but nevertheless, that's pretty breezy. Before that, we had Ray Martin with The World at Their Feet, the theme from European football there, which was pretty jazzy in a kind of laid-back TV style, wasn't it? Surprising. I do recognise that, but obviously I would use it normally as a signifier to turn television off. (laughs) Yes. Because football football would be coming after, which is Mm. something I have no interest in. The only good thing, really, to have come out of the world of football are some great TV themes. Yeah, that is a great theme. Without the threat of football <laughs> behind it, it's really rather listenable. It is, it's yes. really quite delightful, Ray Martin. <laughs> and... I imagine he might be a little bit cheesed off that his entire career has been ruined by an association with football. <laughs> but maybe that's just me. Maybe. We will actually be having a few more TV themes from various sports shows coming up later on the show. We're going to have a bit of film music now. Actually, this is from a terrific compilation that Cherry Red put out a few years ago on their L Records imprint, which collects together the film work of uh, Stu Phillips, who I think started out after getting some uh, formal musical training, started out as a cocktail piano player. But, oh, I thought uh, you were going to say cocktail waitress. Cocktail eh? waitress. <laughs> Spent quite a lot of time at Capitol Records building and developing the Holly Ridge Strings, who I'm sure fans of Easy Listening will know. He did lots of soundtrack work under his own uh, name, including some stuff from a film called Hell's Angels on Wheels <laughs> from 1967. We haven't heard much of the sitar recently, but there's a bit of sitar on this tune and bongos. Good combination. Mm. This is one of the four cues they've got from that film on this collection, and this track is called Sunday Art and Football. <laughs> Bye. 
Stu Phillips there doing his worst with a sitar, I think. <laughs> I'm not sure where the sitars go with football. What do you think, listeners? I don't know. It's an interesting <laughs> compilation. It's a good dinner party discussion if you're going to have <laughs> yeah. one. Sunday Art and Football there, and that track is available on Surf, Sex and Cycle Psychos, a diverse <laughs> potpourri of antediluvian music by Steve Phillips. Mm. 28 tracks, in fact, all by Mr Phillips. He's no slouch. He's no, no. Quite a good tune there. I'd like to see more football films made with sitar on the soundtrack and enhance them immensely, I think. It would be great if we gave each of the footballists a sitar <laughs> when they were running around, oh, yes, yes. so they could try and play and do some football at the same time. Just an idea <laughs> think about it listeners <laughs> we will be returning with an extraordinary medley of uh, sports tv themes all written by one man <laughs> we'll come to that in due course but first of all dear listener we're going to head into the stadium of unnecessary news First Glaswegian satellite heads into space. Good news. Scotland's first space satellite has been launched into orbit. UK Cube or UK Oob. One, designed and manufactured by Clyde Space in Glasgow, was rocketed into space aboard a Rusky Soyuz 2 rocket. Probably rusty as well. Yes. There was a great deal of cheering at the Glasgow HQ of Clyde Space as the launch unfolded before them. The UK Oob, one <laughs> nano satellite is about the size of a shoebox. It is tiny. And is described by Clyde Space as being one of the most advanced of its kind. This is one of the most advanced shoeboxes <laughs> you'll ever see. Ah. You've no seen a shoebox more advanced than this. <laughs> oh, it went piratical there at the minute. <laughs> it did. have eight. <laughs> Featuring GPS? <laughs> oh, no. So the, what, it can work its own way to space? It's in space. What good is GPS <laughs> going to be in space? It's got a GPS device aimed at measuring plasma spheric space weather. Wow. Whoa. Look forward to the plasma spheric mm-hmm. space weather forecast. Yeah, we all will. As well as a camera. Oh, it's got a camera. <laughs> so it's basically got all the stuff you have on your mobile phone. And it will take images of the Earth and test the effects of radiation on space hardware. Do you think Clyde Space essentially just put an iPhone in a shoebox? <laughs> Send well, that to space. It would have been a lot smaller if they had. <laughs> well, it's put padding, man. Put it's some padding, biscuits man. in there. Yeah. Just put some packing peanuts in there. <laughs> it will orbit at 635 kilometres above the Earth and is expected to live for five years. About the same time as your average Glaswegian. <laughs> Sad but true. <laughs> Clyde Space Chief Executive Craig Clark said it is fantastic that a spacecraft designed, built and tested in Scotland by a Scottish company has been so successful. It's almost as if he's expecting it to go the other way, isn't it? (laughs) I can't believe this! He went on, as anyone in the business will tell you, there's nothing easy about designing a spacecraft. Buck up, Chuck, you did it. Do you think he's he's hoping for an insurance payout? Yeah, he's like, I cannot believe this. I cannot believe this works. It wasn't meant to work. (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> anyway, in other news, Joe Velasquez Roja is the mayor of San Pedro. la 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 A town I cannot pronounce in Oaxaca, Mexico. And uh, this week he's married. Oh, that's very nice. And a nice public wedding to a young female crocodile. <laughs> what? Wearing a white bridal gown. <laughs> it's about the size of a, a normal, per- like an arm, like a forearm. Wearing a not not a giant crocodile, just a little one. 
<laughs> this means a lot to us. We treasure it. It is a gift given to us by our ancestors, said one local resident. <laughs> the wedding was in keeping with an old tradition. In this coastal fishing town, the crocodile is proclaimed a princess. Marrying her ensures good luck for fishermen in the future. The festivities last for several days. Residents filled the city hall where the wedding took place. They danced, ate, and set off fireworks. The bride and groom, of course, took the first dance. <laughs> mm. If you want to see that, if you go to projectmoonbase.com, we have a list of our news stories, and you can go to that and watch a video of a <laughs> Mexican gentleman dancing with a crocodile wearing a bridal gown. Very nice. If you like. Do you think you're going to have a look at that? I think I'm going to rush off there right now. Yeah, I'd like to see London take this up <laughs> or take up a variation of this imagine the pageantry the joyful celebration as the mayor of london marries let's say as a variation that 15 ton ball of fat they recently removed from the london sewer system bojo and fatberg hmm? it's a new showbiz dream couple isn't it it's is, yeah. picture it oh it could be an annual event yeah how big do you think that Thing is. You might have trouble getting it to rolling it down the street. Oh, that would be nice and greasy. Just push it and keep going. I mean, it'd be difficult to, you know, inertia, difficult to get it going. We talking about, once it started. Are we talking about Bojo or the giant? Oh, I, I was ball. talking about Bojo. Do you like that, though? <laughs> Bojo and Fatberg. Make it happen, London. Oh, no. Airbus applies for the most uncomfortable looking seating ever. If you think air travel is bad now, <laughs> I do! <laughs> Wait, Airbus has recently filed a payment for rows of saddle seating, <laughs> presumably for a new travel class known simply as ah! Airbus says the new seating configuration would allow them to fit four seats for every three. I mean, so instead of having a, a sort of a reasonably comfortable seat, you are going to sit on a bicycle saddle. That's what they are proposing, a bicycle seat. <laughs> And they so they can only get one extra seat in per yeah. row. It won't be long before they have these, you know, just standing room only. It's just it? a just spike. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. The design shows narrow rows of folding bicycle seats <laughs> with low backrests on which passengers perch rather than recline. The patent application, which makes even the most low budget of budget airline seating look like it's uh, luxury, <laughs> was published last month and is available for viewing by the public, or I should say viewing by an incredulous... <laughs> Public, the vertical passenger seat may be the next big cost-cutting move in aviation. Upright seat designs would allow airlines to pack more passengers into a cabin and to hell with the comfort of anybody in there or human dignity. This <laughs> yeah. makes Ryanair look like it's run by Mother Teresa, doesn't it? It does, yeah. What next? Just strip you naked and handcuff you <laughs> so that you can dangle from a hook in the cabin ceiling. We could, we could call that dungeon class. <laughs> You have been used. Thank you, Mrs. Conium. Thank you, sir. For that business class selection of news stories. There'll be more later on in the show.
listeners. Deny it. That was delightful, <laughs> wasn't it? How could you not be delighted by that? <laughs> oh, to have been at the Jazz Cafe in London on April the 27th of the year 2000 when that extraordinary gig, the KPM All-Stars, did a live set of some of their most well-known tunes, including that medley of sports themes all written by Keith Mansfield. Keith and Alan uh, was in there, wasn't Alan, he? Uh, Keith was playing some of the keyboards, I think, and Alan Hawkshaw was in the mix playing the Hammond B3 as well. Splendid stuff. Uh, amazing piece of work. We are aware, before you uh, get quill to paper, that that wasn't all football-related theme tunes. Yes, but, don't, uh, don't bring down the vellum yet and start <laughs> your best copper plate. No. We know, but it yeah. was a medley. And, and a marvellous one. <laughs> marvellous I stand by it! <laughs> Once again, we might need to get the lawyers involved. <laughs> but yes, breathtaking stuff there. And it was lovely to hear people cheering, cheering a selection of TV theme tunes. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, stirring stuff. <laughs> it was. And now we're going to have another another theme tune, actually. This comes from uh, a gentleman who we are going to be celebrating the 75th birthday of this year. We speak of no other than the great, the venerable... <laughs> Tony Hatch. Tony Hatch. Yes. He's got uh, his orchestra with him in this yeah. particular uh, <laughs> track. I don't think you can get this set anymore. Not very easy. I picked this up extraordinarily in uh, Fop for a Fiver many years ago. But this is the Hatchbox, which has uh, five original albums with their original album covers. And this is a particularly wonderful bit of album cover artwork with the with obviously a slightly literal interpretation. The album is called Hit the Road to Themeland, mm-hmm. and it does actually picture... Tony oh, Hatch. On a motorway bridge. <laughs> on a motorway bridge. Yeah. Presumably the motorway to Themeland. In a nice sort of beige car coat. Yes. And on looking the reverse... A little, looking a little bit chubby. <laughs> on the reverse, he's playing the keyboard. Oh, he's doing a little bit of a grin. <laughs> he is. Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. That's very sweet. Tony Hatch, of course, famous for composing many great uh, TV theme films amongst many crossroads, of course, and neighbours. <laughs> All true. Well, he emigrated, but, didn't he? That's right. He couldn't stand the cold <laughs> anymore. He went off to Australia where it's very warm. Emmerdale is one of his as well. We're going to play perhaps a slightly less well-known tune. There's actually a couple of sporting-related tunes on here, including Sports Night, which probably is the more famous Tony Hatch composition, but we're going to play the theme to the BBC TV series Best in Football.
Tony Hatch Orchestra there with Messed in Football from the album Hit the Road to Themeland. Now we're going to have a little double bill, starting out with another great musician who entered the Hall of Fame and made it to over 100 years of age. In fact, we did a whole show about this great gentleman's 100th birthday, centenary on the planet Earth. We are talking, of course, about the great Edmundo Ross. If you reach back to a great distant part of the archive, we're talking about number 10, PMB010, you'll get a whole show of uh, Edmundo Ross. And we're going to play his version of a track written originally by a gentleman known as Mr Excitement himself, King Timothy, who was a Calypso musician and singer-songwriter, probably most famous for writing Kiss Me, Honey, Honey, Kiss Me. He also wrote this great tune called Football, Football, and this is Edmundo Ross's version from 1954. What I'm thinking, sit in a pub to do my drinking, not me again. That's what I'm thinking, sit in a pub to do my drinking. I was having a drink very quietly, but suddenly some young men came up to me. They said, sir, we have never seen you before. That's why we want you please to settle this score. The talk was football, football. The Arsenal, football, football. The Newcastle, football, football. And up the Spurs with football, football. One said to me, I'll tell you truly, Spurs got a great guy that they call Ramsey, a handsome one that gives a great turn, you must have heard. His name is Ditchburn, he calls so many names, he had me confused. But just as if a man had released a fuse, the big guy said, stop man, don't be a fool. The greatest team in Britain comes from Blackpool. The talk was football, football, the Arsenal, football, football. The Newcastle football, football, and up the Spurs with football, football. He said, my friend, I'll give you my views. We got a great white winger called Matthews. He is so fast, no one is faster. Then Mortison is another master. Then out of the blue came the cutest voice. There's only one team that makes me rejoice. Nearly every match today they have won. My heart is with West Bromwich Albion. They continued football, football. The Arsenal, football, football. The Newcastle, football, football. And up the Spurs with the football, football. She said that's a bunch that go in places. They got some guys with the cutest faces. I heard a shout, lady, shut your big mouth. Haven't you heard of the boys from Portsmouth? Well, so many teams came up in my air. Wolves, Huddersfield, finally at Ashton Villa. Bolton, Preston, Charleston, and problem Chelsea. I had to leave my drink and run home for tea. So, football, football. The Arsenal, football, football. The Newcastle, football, football. And up the Spurs with the football, football. Continue, my friends. Football, football. The Arsenal, football, football. The Newcastle, football, football. And up the Spurs with the football, football. Pass the ball, Jim. Kick it to me and I will score. Where is the ball, Bill? Right by your feet. Where did you say? Right by your feet. Thanks, Bill. Over to you. Thanks for the ball, Jim. Watch me score. Bill, your lace is undone. You're sure to trip as you run. Just as I thought, Bill, you're flat on your face. I'd better take your place. 
although I'm not an ace, I've scored a goal. Give me a kiss, Bill. We've won the cup. Get off. The delightfully mournful sound <laughs> of Ivor Cutler there with Pass the Ball Jim featuring Linda Hurst from the album Privilege. Mm. <laughs> Little Cutler nugget. And yes, before that, absolutely. the unmistakable Edmundo Ross with Football, Football Calypso. Mm. Where he just lists a lot of lists a lot teams of and players teams. from the long distant yes. past in a delightful Trinidadian mm. sound. Hoping to know. persuade passers-by that he knows something about the subject. Well, he, I'm sure he does. I <laughs> seem convinced. <laughs> we have three more selections of a footballing variety for you before we leave you. But first of all, it's time for us to retreat into the dugout of unnecessary news. Yorkshire's alive! <laughs> that was the message from Larger Than Life performer Brian Blessed as he was given the honour of being the face of York Maze this summer. <laughs> the popular actor is one of three county icons to have their face cut in an Elvington cornfield as he joins former England cricket captain Geoffrey Boycott and Top Gear presenter Jeremy Clarkson <laughs> as the star attractions. <laughs> or at least their faces. <laughs> And the performer of Mexborough said the pleasure was all his upon his return to his home county. He said, it feels surreal. I'm surprised to see myself. I love Yorkshire. I was Yorkshire born and bred. My uncles were coal miners and it's great to be back. Quite simply, I welcome any opportunity to be in Yorkshire. Well, then why aren't you in Yorkshire all the time then? Why are you coming back to Yorkshire? It's not that far away, is it? No. Well, it probably is from Barbados or wherever he spends most of his time. Bless him. He doesn't like the cold, let's face it. I thought he liked being up Everest most of the time. I don't know if he's up there most of the time. <laughs> he's been up there, he probably came, probably had a, had a slice of cake, had a bourbon and a nice hot coffee and then came down again. Mm. This completes the treble for me, he says, because I am already the voice of Vikings at Jorvik Viking Centre and there's the Brian Blessed Silent Room at York University. <laughs> In Congress, <laughs> is, yeah. yes, the maze symbolises the Yorkshire spirit. Through me, I embrace the Yorkshire spirit, and it embraces me! <laughs> Mr Boycott, a county cricketer for more than two decades, has made, himself, made a name for himself in recent years for his outspoken views. <laughs> he added, It's very good. It's definitely me. They've caught the chin well, my eyes and the hat. It's very outspoken. Mm -hmm. It looks enormous. I've never had a head as big as here. I tell everybody when I batted, I liked a bit of confidence. If I'd seen this earlier, it would have given me confidence. <laughs> I think the kids and families visiting this summer will love it. <laughs> yes. He's a real... He's got he's a, a great a turn wire, of phrase. He? He's a live wire. Yes. <laughs> Quotable. Yeah, you can just see the kids. Just hear them now. Mom, Dad, can we wander around the face of an old cricketer? <laughs> It goes on. He's oh, got no, more. Please. Kids like getting lost, shouting out for their friends. <laughs> the mums and dads will enjoy it. <laughs> Clarkson was not available for comment, so we'll just insert one of his old comments. Like the one where he asked Nelson Mandela if he'd ever had a lap dance. <laughs> anyway, visitors will attempt to navigate their way through the three faces, which are separated by the famous Yorkshire Rose when the maze opens to the public. 
Tom Percy, Maze Master. <laughs> Maze Master. Has he got that on his business card? I bet he has. <laughs> Unless he's a complete fool. <laughs> we thought with all the stuff about the Tour de France and the buzz about the place, we should do something like this. <laughs> he's right up there with old, what's his name for... Jeffrey uh, Boycott, yeah. Quotable <laughs> things, isn't he? One of the things the county is known for is straight talking, and those who epitomise straight talking are Jeffrey Boycott. And Jeremy Clarkson doesn't pull any punches, and controversy follows him around. He said, Brian is well known for a loud and outspoken voice. <laughs> and you can find out more at yorkmaze.com if you feel like that's whetted your appetite. Yes. Wife stabs husband with squirrel. <laughs> now there's an image making its way around the Twitterverse, which is a screen capture from a news show, which is the Bay News 9, of a sardonic-looking middle-aged woman with a lower third caption, Wife stabs husband with squirrel. <laughs> and that's about all we know. There's uh, not much detail about this event. The big question exactly is, of course, how? Oh, yes. How on earth does you do that? Any ideas? Deep frozen squirrel? I would guess that you would dip the squirrel in, say, liquid nitrogen, if you get your hold, and whittle it into a point. <laughs> But her expression in the photo suggests that we may never know. <laughs> Jangly City Academy pupils attempt great escape from school. This is Jangly City Academy. It's got two sites, including one on Gregory Boulevard. Mm. <laughs> Where, where's Gregory Boulevard? I don't know. This seems to imply that we should know. You know. A group of pupils stage an unsuccessful breakout from school by trying to tunnel under a 12-foot high security fence with cutlery. <laughs> not a squirrel. Not this time. The escape attempt by five pupils came at Nottingham's Jungley City Academy, where the youngsters are not allowed to leave during the day. <laughs> well, why would they want to leave? <laughs> the school's Gregory Boulevard site... Oh, there it is again. A site for 11 to 14-year-olds is surrounded by a perimeter fence. <laughs> I bet it is. And watchtowers? <laughs> the hole has been filled in and the fence reinforced, the school said. In an email sent to staff, teachers were warned to be on the lookout after a large quantity of cutlery was found near a hole at the bottom of the fence. The email added that the hole has been filled in a metal bar placed across the section to prevent a repeat attempt. In a statement, interim head teacher Elaine Crooks said, We can confirm that pupils tried to leave the school at lunchtime by getting below the fence on the fields at our Gregory Boulevard site. That's Gregory Boulevard! <laughs> I might change my name to Gregory Boulevard. It's a good name, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Gregory. My name's Gregory. Gregory Boulevard. <laughs> Stalag uh, Luft three held prisoners of war during World War II and their breakout inspired the film The Great Escape. <laughs> that, that really fits in here. We have spoken to the students concerned and taken action to repair the hole. That part of the fence has also been reinforced. The school's most recent Ofsted report in November placed it in special measures after it was ranked inadequate in all areas. <laughs> in all areas? In all areas. <laughs> Inspectors pointed out that the pupils' lack of self-discipline, high levels of absence and poor attitudes, while attendance remains below the national average. Well, I put it to you that pupils wishing to absent themselves from a school which has been ranked inadequate in <laughs> all areas are showing a degree of good sense which should be encouraged. Like the prisoners of war who escaped from Nazi prison Stalag Luft III by tunnelling under the fence, these chaps, and possibly chapesses, are heroes. <laughs> In conclusion, schools are prisons, teachers are prison guards, and pupils are inmates who have committed no crime other than being under the age of consent. Children, 
I call to you to dig up those fences, climb the walls, float away in a balloon if you can, run for the hills, and grab your freedom. You have been used. Thank you, Mrs. Conium. Thank you, sir. For that highly educational selection of new stories, there'll be more on next week's show.
The sound of the Mambo there by way of Paris, actually. That was somebody who would go on to be a great library musician. Eddie Warner there from a 1958 album called Happy Birthday, Mr. Warner. Brackets, mono version. That's one of many Bibliotheque Nationale de France releases that have now become available. And we've featured a few of them in the last weeks of the show. There's many hundreds more to feature. He moved into much more electronic territory later on in the 60s and 70s, but that was uh, back in the day when he was into Latin music. I think we've also played an album with him working with the great Lalo Schifrin as well, back in those 50s as well. That was preceded by, of course, a very moving, a very eye-watering <laughs> rendition, <laughs> rendition mm. of uh, Ness and Dorma, which was, of course, one of the World Cup themes, wasn't it? I prefer this version. Yes, exactly. I think Sweep mm. really put his soul into it. I mean, it's a visual treat as well. You can actually see the clip. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a link to it on projectmembase.com. Brief, but powerful. Brief, but powerful. Yeah. yeah. We've got a couple more tracks to leave you with. First of all, we have uh, a soul explosion coming up in the form of Willie Henderson and the Soul Explosions. This comes from a late 60s album called Funky Chicken. It has a bit of a mouthful for a title. It's Soulful Football. It's not the easiest thing to <laughs> it's say, not is it? really, no.
the exuberant sound of Willie Henderson and the Soul Explosions. It was explosive. It was high. But in a good way, in a gravelly way, in a, in a comforting way. <laughs> soul football. <laughs> uh, from an album called Funky Chicken there. Yes, 1969. Splendid stuff. I hope you've enjoyed this show, ladies and gentlemen. I have been MC Meat Pie, and I hope you've enjoyed dribbling. <laughs> I have been a DJ Bovril. And I hope you now understand the offside rule. We're going to leave you with a track which I kind of had pencilled in originally for a show we did a while back. EMI Pakistan have uh, released an enormous amount of their back catalogue exclusively through download. I don't think much of it is available in CDs. That was PMB 135 Mansuba Chand Asas, which is a show made up pretty much exclusively from the back catalogue of EMI Pakistan. And one track which we didn't play then was a track by movie sensation soundtrack composer Ali Haider. This is from the late 80s, so we're getting into quite difficult territory, but this is late 80s Pakistan, so it's, it's all right. It's a different era entirely. This is from his album Jane Jansun. This is brief, but a quite entertaining little tune from Ali Haider called World Cup Music. Until next week, dear listener. on Project Moonbase. Prepare to leap out of a cake. Man alive! Tony Hatch at 75. Our mystical gaze will heal you and your giblets.